Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You are now about to take a journey with professional advisors Ken Smith and Ethan Broga on Empirical Investing Radio. For more information about Empirical Investing Radio, please call 800-923-4307. Fasten your seatbelts. You're going to need them. Just because the hosts have a sense of humor does not mean their advice won't change your life. Good afternoon and welcome to Empirical Investing Radio. I'm your host, Ken Smith, Certified Financial Planner. Along with my co-host, Ethan Broga, Certified Financial Planner and Head of Financial Planning Strategies at Empirical Wealth Management. How's it going, Ethan? It's going pretty well today. Good. Good Good to to see you as usual. You're looking tip-top. And uh, today, Ethan, we've, uh, on our, our show, this show, Empirical Investing Radio, is designed to give you prudent strategies on how to make a lifetime of smart financial decisions through better investing and financial planning techniques that are empirically based. And Ethan, before you give out our contact information, maybe you could explain what it is to be an empirical investor. Yeah, well, we we think that to be an empirical investor is a person who is looking toward the evidence. You know, rather than just relying on experience, their own experience alone, Let's look to the empirical evidence out there to help guide our investment and financial planning decisions. So for us, you know, we do a lot of, a lot of research, um, looking back at the, uh, the academic studies that have been done on the different areas of investing and financial planning for that matter, and bring that to bear in our clients' portfolios and situations. So for the average in- investor, um, what, you're, what we're saying is, hey, when you're engaging in a strategy, uh, at least I think I'm reading it right here, Ethan. Um, look for some some evidence that the strategy you're engaging in will work. Yeah, right. Outside of your own personal experience, a lot of times. I mean, as yeah. an, as an example, um, you can go into a casino one day, and yeah, you know, maybe you're not aware of the odds going in. So you go ahead, hey, I'll I'll bet some money here, and and maybe by the end of the night you end up a winner, and you walk out the door, and you think, oh man, obviously, I'm, either I'm pretty good at that, or the odds are in my favor. Right, so the next night you might go back to that casino, and then never win again, perhaps. Right? Right. Maybe you weren't aware of the odds, even though your personal experience um, was different than what the odds actually stated. You'd have to really to test, absent already having the data about what the statistics are. You would have to run numerous trials, exactly, repeatedly, um, to get a, a uh, what st- statisticians would say is a sample. And, you, you know, there's a variety of ways that you you do a statistical test to make sure that it's as, as valid as it could possibly be. Yeah. Uh, particularly if we were talking about important things like your health. If we were, if we were looking at 
an empirical test of a, a particular medical procedure, um, you'd certainly want to have some confidence that the test was done in a scientific way, that we could have a- adequate confidence that the results, the stated results, you know, the percentage of success of the procedure was as, was as accurate as possible. You certainly wouldn't want to go, well, we don't know what the likelihood of this is, and we haven't done any empirical testing, so I'm just going to go with it. You know, and I know in movies sometimes you do see where there's, hey, we've got this groundbreaking treatment or whatever. We haven't even had a chance to test it. You ever see that? Sure. You know, and um, someone who's really on uh, on a track to a terminal situation may be willing to say, hey, I don't have a lot of other choices because there are no other proven right. strategies, right, to, to cure my ailment or what I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I'll take a chance on an unproven approach. The... In the financial world, however, we do have a, a lot of empirical-based strategy um, approaches. So there's not necessarily a need, you know, unless all of a sudden you need to make 100%, right, uh, in one night on your money. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're now you're going to take some chances that you don't really care whether they're empirically based. If, if you know, Guido, the... Uh, you know the uh, loan shark. Loan shark is gonna is gonna basically break your kneecaps tomorrow if you don't come up with the money. <laughs> You've only got one shot of doing that. You know, I, I, you're gonna take some chances. Most of us, however, are when we're dealing with our personal financial situation, at least have some time on our side, um, some flexibility about the timing of when we need to retire, the goals we choose to approach whether it's buying a vacation home or putting our kids through college we have mm-hmm. if we start and keep our eyes open we we usually have the ability to have some foresight and some time and we can take a look at which strategies have proven most effective in accomplishing our goals to us that's what being an empirical investor is all about and as you start to read and as you start to research and do some some work on what really has worked um you know, is it, F, in, in, again, in the medical, is it an FDA-approved um, drug, or is it something that, you know, somebody is just claiming has positive effects? Uh, as much as possible, I'd like to know there's been some testing. Um, and maybe, right. if, if possible, a testing not by the company who's selling the product, but an independent third party makes it even stronger right. to me that I have more confidence well, what we are trying to do is to get that independent testing, and we do that by looking at research, either research that we do internally, um, but through an empirical eye. Hey, if someone says every time um, X happens, Y happens, can we look back at the data to confirm that? And so we were talking last week, Ethan, about mm-hmm. dividend-yielding stocks. Uh, and you just handed me another. I listed probably four or five. <laughs> That's right. Uh, at least four articles that we pulled out just in June that were a week apart from a variety of sources: CNN, Money, and um, there were I, a, a few uh, other sources where these articles about dividends. Well, you just handed me the fortune. We subscribed to all those because we like to monitor all all of the financial press here. But Fortune magazine, and right in here you handed me, it says dividends get their due, and it shows you a big graph of, um, you know, the dividend-paying uh, companies in the S&P versus non-dividend-paying and how, how substantially the return has been higher. Well, we explained that while that's true, there's a better explanation than dividends, and it's 
that these companies are actually trading as value or cheap stocks and you can do much better by focusing not solely on whether the company pays a dividend or not as a measure of its value but you can incorporate other things like price to earnings price to cash flow book value mm -hmm. in addition to dividend payouts and when you do a simple book to value you actually had substantially higher returns uh, going back all the way to 1927, I think we can get the empirical data on that. Right, exactly. So not only do you have to really be aware of the data, but you have to make sure that, that you understand, you know, you look at all the different studies in a, in a particular issue so that you're not correlating the wrong thing, um, which is high dividends, to the higher return instead of value. And then once you determine it's really about the value, the fact that these are not growthy stocks, they're cheaper value stocks, then you say, well, what's the best way to, to glean out the greatest amount of value return? That's what empirical research is all about. That's what the science is. And it's not just what we do in here, but it's what we look to. Hey, are there academics around the world? Are there, are there professors out there that are studying, testing, um, rigorously testing these theories to see if there is any empirical support in it. Now, a lot of investment strategies, and if you're out there listening, whether you're an advisor, um, if you're honest with yourself, a lot of it is coming from your gut feelings or what you see or read in the general press. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very infrequently does Ethan sit down with a, an individual that hasn't worked with us um, to find out that they're citing academic studies on how markets, capital markets function, and how to structure a portfolio um, as their guiding light, how they've built their portfolio today. Yeah, it's very rare. Many, many people, unfortunately, have acquired and built wealth in spite of very poor investment results. And and that's that's a, I, I, I see that as a fact and something we want to change. Mm -hmm. Ethan, I'm sorry I, I went on a, a long dialogue or diatribe or whatever you call it there but uh no i like I, it i like your explanation of empirical <laughs> and um i think i think uh i'm on board i want to be an empirical investor as do i and uh, that's why we're writing a book about the empirical approach to right. building wealth and uh what it means we want everyone out there to be an empirical investor that being said why don't you go ahead and uh tell our listeners what our contact information is and what we can do depending on who they are. You bet. You bet. If you're uh, an individual investor or maybe a, a professional uh, advisor and you'd like to get a hold of us, you can reach us at contact at empiradio.com or you can give us a call here at home office in Seattle at 800-923-4307. And if you're uh, an individual investor and you'd like to ask a, ask a question or maybe have a comment about the show. Give us a oh, call. Is it a caller right now? Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and take that. Oh, wait a minute. It's it's Ethan's agent. He wants to book a show. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so if you uh, you do have a question... Oh, is this a sound effect I should be waiting for? Oh, no, go ahead. All right. I was just getting some important paperwork. We would love to hear from you, in fact. And if you we read your question on the air, we'd be happy to send you one of our favorite books uh, as uh, as is courtesy for, for asking the questions that you, you post to us. And again, if you're a professional advisor out there looking to perhaps... Um, maybe uh, partner with a very well-established firm that has um, a very long track record of helping people do the right things with their investments and make the most of their money and ease some of the burden of managing the company um, that you may be experiencing now. We'd, we'd love to speak with you as well. We've been partnering up with a few uh, advisors over the 
of the country in the last uh, six months or so, and we look forward to uh, growing that part of the business as well and helping you develop your business. So once again, give us a call, 800-923-4307, and feel free to ask for Ken or Ethan to mention the radio show. Great. Hey, thanks for all those uh, cool sound effects. Well, did you offer the uh, free book if someone comes in, hits us with a great question? I think I did. I was busy working on the sound. What's the reel of the tape say? Uh, let's go to the archives. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, of course I did. Pull the tape. It's no problem. Okay, sounds good. All right, Ethan, I want to start uh, with a little bit of uh, investment news. I know we, when we started the show, we wanted to have not only a discussion that would be interesting, compelling, and intriguing to individuals out there running their own money, but it, professionals um, giving advice. Uh, if there's any insights we've gleaned from our time studying uh, wealth management, we want to share that. And um, so let's kind of look at some advisory news. All right, Ethan. The uh, investment news, I get a little subscription uh, uh, email notification, and they have some interesting stuff in the headline. And all we'll be able to have time before this first segment is to just drop an overview, and it's Fisher, Ken Fisher's firm, to pay $376,000 to a retiree who just wanted to buy his book. I guess Ken Fisher's uh, one of his books. When we get back, we're going to find out what happened to this uh, retiree and why they um, were pursuing damages there, a recovery from, from Fisher's group. We'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at EmpiricalFS.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. 
Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All right, and we're back. Empirical Investing Radio, your co-host Ethan Broga, along with Ken Smith here. We're just about to uh, dive into an article that we read in the Investment News here about Ken Fisher's uh, firm. Looks like they're going to be on the hook for some some cash, it looks like. And I think it's worth uh, exploring, Ethan. Uh, if you're an advisor out there, there's a lot of value to be gleaned by looking at this article and what happened. If you're an individual investor, I think there's a lot of value um, in in how you approach these situations. Right. Um, so I think sometimes we're inclined to kind of curl up and say, hey, I, I'm not going to get help. Um, but I think with some basic steps that we can share with you, you can do a great job identifying in advance an advisor who will really match and help you uh, have an entire lifetime of success with your finances. Right. Doesn't mean the market ever doesn't ever go down, does it? No. 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 <laughs> but what it does mean is that that advisor will get you on a prudent course that when the market does go down, it's you can be confident that uh, when you're sticking with the plan, you will be ultimately rewarded or have the highest chance of success. And those are two different things. No doubt. So the title of this in, uh, appeared here in Investment News um, Advisors. And uh, this uh, was... Um, it came out last week, I think. I don't see the date now. On the so July seventh. July seventh. That's right. Uh, Fisher's firm to pay three hundred and seventy-six thousand dollars to retiree who just wanted to buy his book. Instead, investment uh, instead investment outfit allegedly pressured a sixty-four-year-old into cashing out a bond portfolio and purchasing equities. Yeah, July seventh and. I don't mean to bore you, but I do want to drill down into this a little further, if you'll humor me. Sounds good. All righty. Fisher Investments, the firm run by Forbes magazine columnist Ken Fisher, may have to pay damages of $376,000 for breaching its fiduciary duty. It's a term that Ethan has used frequently. We've talked about it numerous times in the show. To a retired investor. And I think it's a good thing that that fiduciary duty was there in this case as it related to this person and their opportunity to recapture some of the money they lost. Mm-hmm. So just keep that in mind as a mental note, asterisk, as we proceed through this. Brace yourself, Ethan. All right. Sharon Silverstein, as I take you on a journey, 64 years old, is entitled to out-of-pocket losses she incurred as a result of Fisher Investments liquidating her bond portfolio and investing 100% of the proceeds in stocks. According to a copy of the Interim Arbitration Award obtained by Bloomberg News, Silverstein had invested with Fisher in 2007 after multiple calls and visits from a Fisher outside salesman. According to the award document, she had initially contacted the firm after seeing a Fisher advertisement for a complimentary book in USA Today. The document said, here's quote, in quotations, she called Fisher to get a copy of a free book with no intention of doing business with Fisher and ended up being pressured and eventually persuaded, despite significant resistance on her part and that of her husband, to turn over all of her fixed income securities to Fisher to be invested in equities, end quote, Karen Wilcott's 
the JAMS arbitrator for the case wrote in a 25-page <clears throat> interim award dated July 5. Um, and the JAMS is a uh, California private forum for arbitration and mediation. And many investment advisors do have uh, a clause in their contracts that state that you will go through a private arbitration to settle disputes. Right. And so Fisher must have that in their agreement as well. Mm -hmm. New quote, Ethan, the decision was completing on the law and the facts with more than 25,000 clients losing an arbitration once every seven years is a record far better than any major competitor which underscores the integrity of our firm. End quote, said David Eckerly, Group Vice President, Corporate Communications for Woodside, California-based Fisher Investments. Kenneth Fisher is the firm's founder and chief executive officer, period. Um, and a couple more things, and then we're, we're going to... We're going to have our day here, Ethan. <laughs> All right. Um, as stands, Fisher invests more than $41 billion across 40,000 accounts for individual investors primarily, uh, according to its most recent regulatory filings. Um, Joseph Pfeiffer, a New Orleans-based attorney with Fishman, Haygood, Phelps, Walmsley, Wills, and Swanson. Well, Come on, dude. <laughs> kidding me? One, two, Why don't you three, just call four, it five, like... Six, uh, like seven names there? Yeah, New Orleans, you know, I don't understand these law firms, but who represent uh, Silverstein declined to comment. In conversations with Fisher representatives in 2007, Silverstein made it clear that she and her husband investments after her husband retired which he was planning to do at the end of that year. Now, this is key. The document said, when her assigned investment counselor with the firm drew up her recommended portfolio using a software they call Suitability Wizard, mm -hmm. he entered that she had no income needs from her portfolio and that her only objective was to increase the value of her investments at the time of her death. Wow. The Silversteins had no children and therefore have no need to leave an inheritance the award said. Reasonable inquiry is the title of the paragraph. We're almost done here. Uh, quotation, Fisher failed to make a reasonable inquiry into Ms. Silverstein's financial situation, investment experience, and investment objectives, or, or ignored that information. And instead of tailoring its recommendation to Ms. Silverstein's circumstances and needs, as it promised to do, and had a duty to do, Fisher simply made the same recommendation to Ms. Silverstein's that it makes to the vast majority of its clients, 100% equities, benchmarked to the MSCI World Index, Wilt Cuts wrote. Um, that's a shocker that they even use the World Index. I don't know that they've always done that mm -hmm. if you went back 10 years ago. Um, so at least they're gravitating towards the correct index for an equity portfolio, right. assuming that they are globally diversified. Now, you and I have looked at some of the portfolios in the past, and um, they're pretty concentrated into a small number of stocks. Mm -hmm. But uh, about 80% of Fisher's private clients are invested 100% stocks, according to the arbitration testimony. Uh, Sharon, here, we'll get, we're almost done here, Ethan. Uh, Sharon Silverstein was invested with Fisher from about September 2007 through October 8. 2008, during which time her initial investment of $876,000 in bonds lost about 376000 
uh, the award said. Over that period, the MSCI lost 35%, and the Merrill Lynch uh, Broad Market Index of Bonds returned a positive 2.4%. I guess she's reminding you that because she was 100% bonds yeah. before she got to Fisher. After receiving Fisher's investment recommendations, they called their investment counsel repeatedly, expressing concern over the 100% stocks allocation and asking that the firm hold off on managing their account. Following one of these calls, the salesman they had worked with called Sharon Silverstein and expressed his unhappiness with Silverstein's desire to quit and told her she would have to pay a fee if she quit. So she agreed to allow Fisher to resume managing her account, the award said. In July of 2008, again, after telling the investment counselor about their concerns over not holding any bonds, the counselor informed them that Fisher's recommendation was still 100% equities and assured them that Fisher had a good track record of predicting the market and could take defensive measures to protect the Silverstein's assets if necessary. Let me repeat that, Ethan. Fisher's recommendation was still 100% equities, assured them that Fisher had a good track record of predicting the market and could take defensive measures to protect the Silverstein's assets if necessary, and also said they could mandate something different, Wilcutts wrote. Uh, in addition to 376000 in out-of-pocket damage, damages, Silverstein may be awarded the cost of her attorney's fees, other expenses, and interest according to the interim award. Well, we'll watch this, Ethan, to see how the final, if we can get that data, what the final, final agreement is on it. I, I uh, would venture, um, and now we can speak freely, and we'll probably have to take a break and then come back and speak freely some more, some more um, <laughs> Ethan. But right. uh, why, don't you, why don't you weigh in first? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I have so many questions on this thing. Uh, it's a tough, tough place to start. I mean... I don't know. I mean, the thing you last repeated a couple of times, uh, he can obviously have a good track record of predicting the market and can take defensive measures to protect the assets. I mean, that is what Fisher does, right? That's his claim to fame is, hey, I, can, I have a good track record. I'm, I'm good at uh, digesting macroeconomic factors and telling you which direction the market's generally going to go. And um, Well, I'd like to know if he stands behind that comment, um, right? It, it, separate from the fact that we believe that the, the data is pretty clear that uh, the best way to protect yourself when risk isn't appropriate is not to have the risk present at any time rather than jumping out in front of a train with the idea that I'm really good at getting you out of the way before the train hits you. Right. I suggest you never get on the tracks when the train is coming. Sure. Um, because there's no payoff for that game. You know what I mean? Or the payoff is too low compared to the risk of getting smacked by a train. So it, does he stand behind that currently? Is that their philosophy? Hey, we don't care um, so much about what your personal circumstances are as they relate to how old you are, what kind of income you need, or your time frame. What we do is we protect our clients because we can get you in and out of the market. Um, I know that's kind of how his strategy works, but I'm not sure, does he stand behind that? Yeah, that I wonder that's if that's changed now. Yeah, I wonder. I'd, love, I'd love to see what their current view is. As we've met with individuals, um, oh, you know what? We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back on this topic. Um, be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. You want to know the inside scoop on how today's leaders do business? How they hire and develop top talent? How do they retain top employees and customers? Tune in to Leadership Leverage on the Voice America Business Channel. Every week, Dr. Robert Denker will offer ideals and facilitate discussion with guests that will help shape today's up-and-coming leaders as well as established leaders in their fields. Listen for Leadership Leverage every Tuesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All right, this is Ken. Welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio. Again, I'd like to encourage you to give us a call uh, if you'd like to, uh, if you give us a question, and uh, we'd be happy to actually call and have you on the show live, um, or record you uh, asking your question, but also we can just read it and answer the question, and if you do so, we'll give you a, a free copy of one of our favorite investment books, um, not the Fisher book, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Ba-boom. I knew you'd like that. Um, not our own book. Not yet, anyway. Anyway, but a free <laughs> copy of uh, an investment book that we love that's empirically based. And uh, again, I promise you there will be no aggressive outside salesperson that will call you and try to get you to sell all your bonds and put them in stocks. If you do call us with a question or to uh, get that free book. If you want to... Uh, have us do a free financial makeover for you. Also, submit your name. You can email us empiradio.com. That's contact at empiradio.com uh, or 1-800-923-4307. And you can leave us a message anytime after hours because uh, you might be in a different part of the country. Okay, Ethan, we are. We were just. I just got through reading the uh, pretty lengthy article about Fisher Investments. Um, now, you and I have talked about their approach in the past, so it's kind of funny that this came up. Right. Um, there was advertisements on our page flashing because he is a pretty heavy and aggressive uh, marketer. But um, the the summation here, if you just joined us, coming back from the break, is the uh, 64-year-old um, 
lady who who put her money with Fisher and basically saw uh, about an eight hundred and uh, some thousand dollar portfolio decline by about three hundred and some something eight seventy six down dropped three seventy six. Um, but that wasn't from top to the bottom. That was from uh, 2007 through October of 2008. We know the market didn't bottom until March of 2009, so I don't know if she finally got out. Um, and ultimately then took them to arbitration, took Fisher to arbitration, and it appears, as according to investment news, that the, uh, the pre-agreement is that they're going to wind up paying. Fisher's going to pay this out. Looks that way. Um, and I, I would recommend that anyone who was sold aggressively a, uh, into the process that regardless of what your age is or regardless of what your risk tolerance is, regardless of what your need for return is, as our good friend Larry Swedrow, one of my favorite authors, always says, your uh, willingness, um, ability, and need to take That's risk. That's right. Regardless of what those are, forget about it because Ken Fisher, our Forbes columnist, um, is going to be able to get you out of the market before it goes down. I think the quote they used here was, Fisher has a good tra- had a good track record of predicting the market and could take defensive measures to protect the Silverstein's assets if necessary. Now, I think a lot of people out there that may have gotten caught up with an investment advisor or an um, advisor or, or financial guru that, that gave them this advice um, probably don't even know that they have any recourse. So first is if 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 you've got a situation where you lost substantial amounts of money, not because of general market fluctuations in an in an asset allocation that you agreed to with your advisor, but simply because you didn't know what you were getting involved in, you might, uh, particularly if you're in another Fisher clan, as an example, um, who's based their whole strategy around protecting you through predicting future market events. Right. I think our, our approach is significant. Well, it's diametrically opposed to the Fisher model. Couldn't be more different. Um, one of the ways, this was a question that came up recently when I was meeting with a, uh, an investor, Ethan, and it was, mm-hmm. hey, how do you protect me from market downturns? And I said, well, it's not the traditional way Wall Street would lead you to believe. Um, it's by not having you exposed to it uh, in advance if it's not appropriate or necessary for you to accomplish your goals. It's exactly right. So if you're 64 years old, uh, as Ms. Silverstein is, and you are retiring the very next year, your husband's going to stop working, you have no plan to leave any inheritance, you just want to make sure you don't run out of money between age 64 and age 110, mm-hmm. um, maybe an approach that times you in and out of the stock market and moves the allocation from zero stock to 100% stock is not the most appropriate or even necessary approach to get where you want to go. Let's assume that for a second that he does have a good track record of predicting stock market. In this particular instance, the strategy opened the door for these people to lose money they couldn't really afford to lose given their time horizon and tolerance for risk. Yep. Right. If they came into it and said, hey, we don't need a dime of this because my husband gets a huge pension and I get a huge pension and this is only a small part of our portfolio anyway. So we don't care if this we don't we're not relying on this. I still don't think this is the way someone you might as well go to Vegas because at least they'll comp you <laughs> some meals, right? uh, some meals and some drinks. Right, and right. If you do it enough, you're going to get maybe a VIP room. Huh? Exactly. In the honeymoon suite. Right. 
You can put your bed by the window, Ethan, just the way you like it. <laughs> a little <laughs> reference to the movie Rain Man. Oh, that's right. But um, my point is, right, at least then you get the thrills, but you also get to enjoy some shows and some other things. And that's really what, in my view, these strategies are. And, and I'm surprised that, um, that there hasn't been more of these kinds of cases. Uh, and I will be surprised if more don't follow if this does get out. Because yeah. I've got to believe that, that, that uh, Ms. Silverstein here wasn't the only one who had that experience. Can't be. They have 40,000 clients. Right. So, the, again, the issue, Ethan, is not that, you know, that in our practice that we don't have people that had 100% stock and had substantial decline when we went from top to bottom. And we never promised to get anybody. I think the issue is when you're promising to get someone out, when you're promising someone that they'll participate in the capital market returns of, say, stocks, um, and you're doing it in a specific way to pinpoint specific return targets mm -hmm. over a long period, I mean, uh, we're typically looking at 20 years as a time horizon, um, that that money's not going to be significantly drawn on for the part. You know what I mean? That's I do. If it's an all-equity kind of a deal. In our documents and asset allocation, it says, hey, and for 20 years, this money's not going to be pulled on. Um, if it's an all-equity kind of a, an approach. Mm -hmm. And we're not promising anyone to get out because we think that's an ex exercise in futility, which clearly, of all people that should have, if, if you were a good market timer, all right, of all people should have got out, should have been the person who really felt they should have been in 100% bonds and were yanked out of those bonds to be put in stock. Um, I'm not quite sure I get the market timing approach that's going on over there. <laughs> right. And how... How that warrants or justifies forty billion dollars? Yeah, it seems um, it seems you obviously you're going to be right, uh, yeah. and, and many times, far too many times, you're not. They're not right, and that's really one of the big issues. I mean, it isn't that Fisher can't do it, you know. It isn't that we we can't do it. It's that it can't be done because no one knows the future, and you shouldn't take more risk than you than you need to take. And in this case, clearly, 100% stocks, regardless of what the next next year's returns were, was not a good idea. And, uh, and one one thing I, I I noticed in the article was All right. this the, the refer reference to a suitability wizard. And we talked about this in our last show how there's this suitability standard for most investment advisors, not investment advisors, yeah. but uh, uh, representatives that work for brokerage firms. They have a suitability standard. You know, basically, well, how much do you make? You know, uh, what assets do you have? Uh, that sort of thing. What are your demands for the portfolio? But there isn't really any type of doesn't look like anyway. Based on that stuff in the article, any real in-depth knowledge or desire to know the client on an individual level to understand what they actually are looking to do. In fact, in this case looks like they ignored the, what, was, what was said up front and instead just went and plugged in their n normal stuff through the suitability wizard rather than really going through the in-depth process to get to, to know the, and understand the client's needs uh, and, and all that sort of thing. So it was, they, they didn't use the fiduciary standard of care that they need to. Yeah. I wonder, and I haven't read the book, Ethan, but I think you know one of the things that we come to is that there is a an approach out there that is based on empirical evidence and that is scientifically grounded, and it has to do with markets functioning functioning properly uh, over a long period of time. They don't always function the way we'd like, and they don't always function perfectly rationally. Right. We are huge subscribers of this behavioral finance, uh, neuroscience studies that say that we don't always make rational decisions. Sure. In fact, I'm reading a great book, uh, at least it's great so far, um, called Predictably Irrational by a guy by the name of Dan Ariel from Duke. Um, but I've read several other books. We've talked about Zweig as a good book out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he did a good job cataloging some of the research that's done on this. 
But there's been seri- several good books, and I recommend every investor, in- every individual actually, just making day-to-day financial decisions, read some of this stuff. Because you do learn that, hey, we don't, you know, markets don't always function perfectly rationally. But there is science that shows how um, predicting the future has not been the best approach. And if you read a book, coming back to Fisher's thing, if you read the book and you don't know exactly how you would use it to predict the market, what makes you believe he, he can do it? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I so do. if I write in a book called The Empirical Approach, I can guarantee you you're going to be able to read it and go, okay, I see how I can apply this and build a portfolio. Now, I may choose not to, and the yeah. reason I do is I don't have the time, and I know because of all these behavioral finance studies and research that I don't have the emotional discipline to execute what needs to be done here. Yeah. But that's completely different than I read the book, I still don't know what the H I'm doing here, how this I can apply this. You know, I used to read... I do, I do. Uh, exactly when I was in college, like, just coming out of college, I'd read like Peter Lynch's book, One Up on Wall Street, and I'd read the book and I'd be like... Man, I, I don't know. Uh, it's interesting, but I don't know how. I, I'm still not sure how I'm going to apply this. I'm going to run around buying stocks that, you know, because I wear Nike shoes or whatever. I'm gonna. It, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, and that was back before I had even read all the a lot of the empirical stuff. Yeah, lack the pra- practical application aspect of it. Let's take a small break, Ethan, and come back on this and wrap it up and get into a, maybe a little bit of a different discussion. But I think it's so important that we illustrate a few more points. We'll be right back. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. Tune in to It's Your Money with host Bill Pfeifferlich. You'll get an eye-opening education about some of the misconceptions of the financial world. If you are a business owner, working professional, or successful American, you will benefit from the information on our program. Our guests will include financial service professionals, international tax and estate attorneys, and CPAs. We'll identify solutions that you can implement now to get the most of your money. Tune in Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for It's Your Money on Voice America Business. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You 
You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. Okay, welcome back to the uh, last segment of Empirical Investing Radio. Ethan, we've spent the uh, almost the entire show here talking about uh, something that I think is very, very important um, as an individual. It's getting the right help and uh, really being a on the same page with your financial advisor about the strategy that you're taking to get where you want to go. Um, you know, in this case, the... The uh, and the case again is that Fisher's firm, uh, according to Investment News, um, is going to pay three hundred seventy-six thousand to a retiree. I gotta believe there's going to be more of these cases coming down the pike, but um, that ultimately just wanted to buy his free book and then apparently got high pressure sailed uh, into their strategy, which. And then the advisor had him sell 100% bond portfolio for a retired couple mm-hmm. um, to put him in a 100% stock portfolio That, uh, with the idea that the protection is built in Fisher's market timing ability, who did not reduce their stock uh, or eliminate their stocks, I guess, as the market began to decline in 2007. A few shows back, we read one of his reports from 07 saying that they had no worries about the subprime and mortgage um, meltdown. Yeah, I recall. At the time, so I can see why that happened. Um, but I, in our last segment here, I, I, I don't want to move on to other topics because I think there are a few key points that we need to make that you, if you're listening, have got to understand. Uh, Ethan, and one of those is that it doesn't mean you shouldn't get help. And the sad part, I think, about the story is that somebody had to be hard sold to get help, you know, as to uh, why didn't Sharon. You know, if we put some responsibility back on the individual, when she was being pressed, one opportunity she could have said is, you know, if I'm going to get help, let me step away from the fact that I just called for a free book and now you're pressing me. I'm going to go meet with some other advisors, you know, and, and get a second opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, if a doctor was saying, Ethan, I'm going to take your heart out, you probably would say, maybe I'll get a second opinion and then maybe I'll do a little additional research. Uh, I sure, don't know sure. that the, the, you know, I've seen people get into kind of an analysis paralysis where they start wanting to read everything and, and then they never get any help and never make any decisions because they never get enough information. Yeah. You don't want to do that either. <laughs> Oftentimes in my experience, the stuff that's being read is not the sort of uh, what we look to as the evidence-based research. It's more of the, the topical stuff you find on the inter- internet someplace. Right. You know, like uh, just a money magazine or that type of thing. You know, not a real you know, hard-charging, systematic type of way to make a decision. Yeah, yeah. So you need to get help. I think, you know, trying to go through retirement, managing a bond portfolio, if you didn't know what you were doing, or I'm not not convinced that 100% bonds is an appropriate portfolio based on on the research we've seen for for most people either. Maybe somewhere in between. I'm a little confused about the extremes. Yep. Uh, we're either 100% bonds or 100% stock. Well, maybe something in the middle would have been appropriate. Right. And maybe it still is. And Sharon, if you're out there listening, give us a call. Um, don't you know decide that, hey, I'm not going to get good help. 
Right. Um, now I'm not going to go to the doctor because one of them said something I didn't like or was inaccurate, so now I just don't go anymore. That's not the solution. Um, but you need to get the right help, and you need what we were saying is to have an advisor where you actually understand the strategy, and they're just better at implementing it than you are. And you also take out the emotional component. But as far as understanding the basic elements of it, you are bought in on it, and you get why it will work over over your retirement, and you believe in it. They're just doing the work for you. Right. Those are different. And if you're an advisor out there, Ethan, what say you about that? I mean, if you're you're an advisor, you really got to, to check yourself a little bit. If, if you're offering this type of strategy, your 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 niches that you can provide. You know, market timing and, and stock picking analysis to protect investors. Like that's your, that's your claim to fame that you're hanging your hat on as far as the value you're bringing, you're adding to clients' lives. Um, I mean, you really got to question that. I mean, that, the evidence is so stacked against that type of uh, investment advice. Uh, I would really encourage you to, to do some research and look else what else is available or even contact us if you want. Yeah. I, I think what's rewarding about, you know, we don't have $40 billion. Maybe someday. Mm -hmm. um, and again, I wish that could be done without having to high-pressure people and, and promise them things that, that uh, nobody, can, nobody on earth can deliver right. uh, consistently anyway. Um, you know, I just I wish that we as a public would, would begin to value things based on, you know, there's this price versus cost or cost versus price kind of a, a scenario that... Um, the way we kind of value things and the way we make decisions isn't always, again, the most rational way of looking at it. And so I think part of that is understanding that and beginning to educate ourselves about that um, by committing to reading some material and not just one book um, by one person with one agenda. You know, yeah, we'll write a book, but in our book we're going to say, hey, read these other 10 books if you want more. Um, but ultimately you do need to make a decision and, and – uh, this is a case where there is a fiduciary responsibility, apparently, because it's probably, he is an RIA, a registered investment advisor. That um, didn't mean that he didn't take care of the client. He took care of the client, or in this case, the advisor who was in charge, because it may just be a, you know, a rogue advisor within the company. Um, they're not really calling him an advisor, however, in the article. I don't. They're either sales, the sales guy, and then something about a counselor, um, which already I'm kind of curious about. Um, I would make sure that the person who's delivering the advice and getting you to the right asset allocation is not just trying to put you in a cookie cutter portfolio that everyone else gets, but instead is a qualified individual that has some credential like the certified financial planner uh, practitioner designation or um, an other relevant industry credential and some adequate experience in the business outside of doing sales. So I don't care that you've been in financial services for 20 years if all you were doing was sales. Um, I want to know what you were doing in terms of building and designing financial plans and, and actual solutions for individuals much like you right? as the, as the person. So I think there are, there are many lessons both for us as advisors to learn from these situations. Um, the fact that they got their money back is great. Um, but it's probably not the, and, and, and I think there's a larger chance of that happening because this advisor was held to a fiduciary standard, was going to be my point, Ethan. Um, doesn't mean the advisor is always going to do the right thing, but at least you have a greater chance of holding them accountable to doing the right thing, the thing that was in your best interest. Because if it was a suitability standard, 
um, it may have been harder for her to recover this capital, right, Ethan? I think you're right. Yeah, you're typing away like like a machine over there. I have some I'm closing thoughts. Do a radio though. show here. No, I had some things I wanted to make sure <laughs> I get down. All right. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those things we all want to believe that there's this there's thing there's there's person out there or people out there that can do market timing. Like Santa Claus. It's just exactly how I was writing. Yeah. You know, we all want the same type of thing. We'd love to believe in in, in Shangri La, the founding of Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, for that matter. Yeah. And stock pickers and market timers. The issue is is that they don't really exist, right? And you're far better acknowledging the fact that they don't exist and plan accordingly than to think they do and find out right. too late. Exactly. So that's what I was typing up there. Okay. All right, Ethan. Well, next week we'll talk about Social Security. We'll talk about uh, uh, bonds, ETFs, funds, individual, how you should be structuring that, and maybe some other topics. But we are out of time this week, so thanks for tuning in. Have a great and profitable week, and we'll see you, see you next time. We hope you've enjoyed Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and Ethan Broga. Please join us again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And for more information about Empirical Investing Radio, please call 800-923-4307. We'll see you next week. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america business channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericabusiness.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network its staff and management